Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. You're you're next to me again. I am. It's nice. You can look at my smiling face. Exactly. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What are you drinking, dude? Well, for it's got to be like the fifth week in a row, I'm actually enjoying a, uh, I'm, I'm imbibing an alcoholic beverage. It's because you're with me. I am, and uh, you're a bad influence. <laughs> Indeed. And tonight, I am drinking Belgian's, Belgium's own Stella Artois. Oh, sounds fancy. It does, but doesn't it technically mean star, star? Something like that. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. Anyway, speaking of stars and celestial beings, Ooh. celestial objects, see what I did there? I'm drinking Lagunitas Equinox, and it's a genuine pale oat ale. It's 8%. It's not an IPA, but it's quite lovely, and it's a little thick, meaning it's like a meal in a bottle. Well, it is oatmeal. I'm enjoying it immensely. I Yeah, I'm uh, Stella Artois a nice 5%, which is a good level for me. It's good for you. All right, ready? Ready. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is I, at, 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 just kidding. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Take the time to give us a positive rating and uh, like us and share us on the other social medias. Dude, second week in a row, another five-star rating. It's because we are awesome. I mean, it's just like one. Every well, if, except for people keep screaming at my name. As you know, this is my second week of work. And, uh, well, actually, it's beginning of my third week of work. Mm-hmm. And um, two people came in and said, are you Mr. Griff? <laughs> Mr. Griff's funnier. It is It is funnier. Um, <laughs> not my name. Oh, it's not. But it's just funny because I found out the librarian who was wrecking people into the computer lab said, is your last name Griff? <laughs> and I'm like, no. No, it's not Griff. It's not. But Griff is funnier, and I like that people keep messing up. I think I'm going to send people to you and say, go see Mr. Griff in the computer lab. That's going to be really funny. That's so going to happen. He's leaving. He's leaving. Yep. There he goes. Anyway. Oh, my God. He's leaving the room. <laughs> anyway, we got a perfect score, dude. We have uh, all these five-star ratings. We appreciate the love, so keep them coming. We do. We love the love. Love the love. And, of course, we have the timestamps in the show notes uh, for non-SWOTOR fans. We don't have a lot of SWOTOR today, but, you know, we have a lot of Star Wars to catch up on, some comics and stuff. It's going to be a fun day. Yeah. And uh, so give us feedback on Twitter. Uh, we have been getting some, which has been pretty fun, about our pew-pewness, which we'll get to a little bit later. I uh, was not the first one to say it. You got really close to the mic right there. Sorry. <laughs> Just messing with you, dude. Anyway, he wasn't the first one to say it. We're all very excited for him. Ready? Patreon. Patreon. I just want to say thanks again to all our patrons. Uh, we did a drawing last episode. We're going to do another drawing in five episodes, I think. Um, the Hypercrate has been delivered, I think, today to Redna, who was our winner last week. Nice. So Congrats, congrats again. Redna. And uh, Nick, thank you for donating the Hypercrate. We appreciate it, man. We got another a new patron. Sweet. Our new, our new patron, Devin. So thank you, Devin. Uh, for joining the team we're closer to our goal now man we are well over halfway and and if we get a few more bucks man we got to put together a show with like over eight other people 
Wow. It's going to be fun. So anyway, thank you, Devin, for becoming a patron. We really appreciate your patronage. Oh, wait. I just realized we have a patron in London, don't we? Or in the UK? We do. We're going to have to time that one out. Yeah, it'll just be really early or really late for them. And patron in Indiana? It's all right. It's going to be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Or we'll all just do it in the middle of the night to accommodate the guy in the UK. I don't really care how we do it. It's going to be fun either way. So donate a buck or two in an episode. You can see our milestone goals and stuff on our Patreon page. And if you want to be super hardcore, 10 bucks an episode, we'll get you hella socks and some beer, uh, courtesy of Pippi's Longstockings, my wife's shop. 10 bucks an episode for four weeks, and we'll hook you up. It's going to be a good one. We don't have any takers on that yet, but I think once somebody does, I'll be really happy about it. Yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah. And uh, the socks are great, people. Indeed. Audiblestrial.com slash usual podcast. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit this week. I'm going to recommend two books. Um, you can get a 30-day free trial using our link, and I want to recommend two books. One, I started teaching Ready Player One again to my students, Right. so I'm going to go back to uh, early on. We, I recommended that. It's an amazing book, Ernest Cline, written by Ernest Cline, read by Will Wheaton. It's a, an amazing text. I love teaching it to the kids, and the kids love it. So if you're into 80s pop culture and video games, you it's your, the book for you. If you haven't read it yet, check it out on Audible. Get it from us for free. I recommend Aftermath as well. I'm still only partway through it, but we also threw out a bunch of other names in episode 29 for the other books that came out on September 9th, right? Right. Best part about this, you can get it for free. Any recommendations? You know, I haven't started Aftermath yet. There is a new book coming out. I believe it's this month. Uh, could be beginning of October, but it's uh, by Vince Flynn, mm. who's known for his uh, series based around a, a character named Mitch Rapp. And unfortunately, we lost Vince Flynn... Early part of this year, late part of last year, I can't remember exactly when. Hmm. Um, but so this is his final Mitch Rapp book. Wow. And luckily it was written before he passed, and he was just going through the, the editing and process and publishing process. And so uh, I recommend that, because uh, I actually got to go meet him at a book signing once, and he's a really nice guy, hmm. and uh, the books are really entertaining. Very cool, man. Good recommendation. All right, so we're done with that stuff. Star Wars The Old Republic time. Swotor. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. As we always do, we're going to start with community shoutouts. Now, we... <laughs> should, uh, how do I even say this? So, we had a pew-pew thing going on. There's be, there has uh, developed, shall we say, a friendly debate okay friendly debate i'll, I'll, I'll take it uh, regarding the use of a particular onomatopoetical sound oh my god you're just not gonna say it this whole episode i am not interesting so zern and seth the elder uh followers listeners awesome dudes they have kind of gone back and forth with, they took up on the challenge a little bit with these uh, hashtags and so anyway, I just thought this was kind of fun. So Zern put up, he said, for the love of the goddess, stop the pew pews. Okay. So that was awesome. And he said, hashtag virgin ears, <laughs> hashtag blaster control. So I thought that was great. All right. And then, um, I'm not even sure what this means, but Zern, he put up, he said, complimentary pew ear defenders in the post courtesy of the PLF. And the hashtag is pew liberation front. Okay. <laughs> And hashtag say yes to pew pew. All right. So that's awesome. Wait, what that must have been, that must have been Seth that said that. Or was that Zern? No, that was Seth. That was Seth that said the, that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. So <laughs> 
Anyway, it's been a lot of fun, so I just want to say thanks uh, to you guys for, for having some fun with our pew-pewness, and, which sounds mildly inappropriate. Uh, Seth had some positive feedback uh, on our last episode. He said, the podcast goes from strength to strength. Uh, guys, the hashtag usual podcast worth a listen if you love Star Wars, uh, you know, SWOTOR and hashtag pew. So, anyway, thank you guys very much. Uh, we really appreciate you listening and thanks for all the positive feedback. That's what we want. Yeah, this is, I mean, it just, it makes it more fun for us and, and that's great because then we'll feed it back. <laughs> it, everything feeds on itself, so. And obviously we, we take ourselves really seriously and, um, we're, we we're hard hitting news, uh, reporters. And we never drink on the job. And I, I, to- I told you not to tell people that I hit you. In- indeed. So we have some issues, but we have a lot of fun. So And we have more fun with you guys on Twitter. So keep engaging us, and we, we love it. So uh, <laughs> speaking of community funness. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we recorded the, the ninth episode of the GGC, the Galactic Gamers Coalition, uh, over the weekend. That was on Saturday. And... It's going to be out. By the time you hear this, it's going to be already out. But it was uh, Fred from Beyond the Stars, Tio from Cast, Max the Gray, and Seema from uh, Swotor Escape Podcast hosted. And so thanks again, guys, for hosting. It was a lot of fun. And there was also Brian from the Bad Feeling Podcast and myself. Every time, and I'm just going to say this, I, re- I was on Beyond the Stars weeks ago. And the moment it was time to start recording, something was happening with my mic it wasn't working in Google Hangouts. There was just all these tech issues. And this time, right when we're about to start, mic wasn't working, computer crashes, all this stuff started happening. I almost, I delayed the thing by half hour. You know, I, I just have to say, though, you know, it is pretty common and it happens to most guys. <laughs> God, I hate you. So anyway, I blame Fred. Every time I <laughs> podcast with Fred... And he gave me, he was razzing me because it turned out I had to be really close to my mic in order for it to actually work because it was wigging out. And he kept messing with me saying, oh, who was that? Was somebody talking? So it was a lot of fun. Definitely check out episode nine. And the best part is, who's hosting uh, next month? Um, I think the big number 10 is being hosted by some up and coming podcast mm-hmm. called The Usual Podcast. Yeah, that's us. So we're record- we are going to be hosting the GGC episode number 10 next month so look for that um we'll definitely give you a heads up when we're about to record that i can't wait it's gonna be fun i love community podcasts man these people we had such a blast and you know we talked about regular stuff but it got a little (laughs) you have to listen to it there was definitely some innuendo happening there it was pretty fun yeah innuendo okay that's inappropriate so anyway uh definitely check it out ggc number nine it was fun and look for us hosting next month awesome i can't wait yeah man all right well out of the community corner, community corner, all right, uh, weeks in game, dude, I'll let, me let you take this away. What did we do this week? Because we played together for the most part, and that was the only two times I think I played this week. Um, I did a little soloing stuff, so I'll go over that really quick. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kind of preparing my account for the big 4.0, and uh, so I went to McKeb and I finished off the uh, McKeb Weekly achievement of uh, making a connection. Nice. Which is Congrats. the uh, pub version of the Imperial Well Connected. So I finished that. And so then I noticed that I hadn't done any of the elite hunting on Makeb. So I decided to do that. And I killed eight out of the ten. And there's only two more I need to do. Of course, one of them 
I got down to 1% before <laughs> I died. I was so upset. You got robbed. Yeah, and then the other one is just one that you actually need. To, I, I was trying to take out Grimtooth, and uh, yeah, that's going to be a little bit of effort. Well, if you're on tomorrow night, man, I think we should try to... We were thinking about doing WOG Wednesday um, and maybe Fridays, and we'll kind of talk more about WOG in a minute, but we can maybe do an impromptu thing and just bust those out, because I have a couple things to do, too. So, it might yeah, be fun to do tomorrow. Yeah, so that's cool. I also f- uh, finished off by doing a uh, a couple of runs through the Grieve weekly. Cool. I, I slacked on it, man. I didn't look today, but I imagine it's gone. Um, I, I slacked on it. I didn't get to Legendary, but we did do some stuff for the Guild this week. And um, we had our very first WOG run, which we, we talked about, What's an Ops Group. So check it out on Unholy Alliance website. It's awesome. Um, our little animated deal. But um, we did Xeno Analyst. We did. We did it on both the Imp and Pub side. Uh, pub was a little bit harder. Now, let me, let's analyze this for a second. Uh, so Imp side, one shot, busted it out, done. Okay? Switch over to Pub side. We got Bugs. We rancors. Had, we had we had we got rancors twice. I think we didn't get them down to what the fourth attempt. Yeah, and I you know, I will admit part of it's my fault, and this is again hashtag dead weight. Um, because, <laughs> Somebody was getting a kick out of the dead weight thing. I think it was Master Lou on Twitter. That was um, funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it was Master Lou. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest. My my main is my my sniper, right? And so it's a really good DPS. It mm. does a ton of damage. Um, I've got my rotation down solid. I know. Ex- I mean, I could do it in my sleep and still get my rotation going. Um, my main on my pub side is actually switched. Originally, it was my uh, consular, and but now it's my trooper, <laughs> and he's and my trooper is a little under geared. A little bit. And uh, I looked at it, and my weapon is still at one fifty four. Oh, good thing nobody realized, looked at your gear. Huh? I realized it was missing. It's it's. <laughs> Plus 41 crystal. Um, yeah, so there's a couple of issues that made it. I was like, why aren't I making as much of an impact? I'm like, oh, that's right, because I suck. Indeed. And similarly, I I decided to run with my Sage, which is the same spec, I realized, as my Sork. But I had all my abilities in the wrong spot. So the first two runs, I'm like, why is this not happening? And so I took the time while we were waiting for something to happen to switch to mirror what was going on with my sword. So I was able to really increase my DPS on that third run, but we got a Rancor again. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, like on my Sniper, you know, all, all the abilities that you can hit, like, okay, this, you know, cancels out your your uh, your countdown timer. Mm-hmm. This one increases by 25% for the next 10 seconds. This one, you know, uh, makes sure so your next ability doesn't cost anything to do, right? Right. I've gotten all those into my rotation on my trooper. I'm like blindly hitting those things and hoping <laughs> they mashing, work. Button mash. <laughs> and that's cool, man. I mean, you know, it was fun. We got him down eventually. And I had never done that boss on either side. Neither got, have I. Got a ton of achievements. Absolutely. And it was it was a blast. And the guys you were running with, you know, it was all just people we've been playing with a lot. And it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and so. I was excited because the first time going through it, you end up getting three um, large reputation mm-hmm. uh, uh tokens and so that really helped out and jesse ran with us didn't she yeah that was uh, but she had to work that whole weekend so she didn't do much else after that for the weekend but um but jesse ran with us that yeah, was I, fun I, and... I will have to say the most fun part of the the pub side of the xeno analyst was uh oh gosh who was, was it 
was it Mox or who was it that was uh, that was kiting the rancor? Oh, that was hilarious. He just kept circling the room. <laughs> I can't remember who it was because it was chaos. But the rancor came out and he's like, I got it. And he starts to just see him running around this, this big ass rancor falling off. And it, it just kept reminding me of uh, the uh, European vacation scene where he gets caught uh, on the, the circle. Yeah. They're trying to get to Big Ben. He goes, look kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> look kids, kiting rancor. <laughs> kiting rancor. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so we had a good time. We'll be doing our next WOG run on Friday night. I'm not sure what we're running yet. I think it's in the calendar as EV. But um, I wouldn't mind trying something else. So we'll see how it goes. Well, I think we're planning on trying to do EV in Nightmare Mode because that's going that's away. That's right. That's right. So I think, I think that's the plan. I think the next two weeks we're trying to do EV and KP in Nightmare modes, mm-hmm. so we can get those achievements in both 8 and 16, man. That's why you put it in there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait, man. I love our WOG runs. So... We might throw something together tomorrow night, but definitely we'll have something to talk about next week because Nightmare yeah. Mode sounds like a cluster. Yeah. In my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, Especially with all the dead Yeah, weight. well, it's a lot of fun for me. <laughs> I hate you so much. When I can see your face in real time, it's hilarious. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, and it's cool for me because, like I said, I, I don't raid. I never run yeah. ops or anything. So I'm getting to know people that do. And this is going out to, to Zella and, and Lump and Mox and, and all these people who are you know, great to, I mean, they're serious raiders. Oh, yeah. And they're willing to come down to and the noobs here and, and really and, yeah. help teach us. Totally. And knowing that we're not taking it completely seriously. And being okay with it. And that. being okay with it. To take four times to do that one. And so it's really cool. And then, uh, so so thank you to them. But, yeah. I mean, for an achievement whore like me, it's nice because all of a sudden it's like, achievement pop, achievement exactly. pop, achievement pop. And uh, the last thing we did, uh, guild-wise, was we did the um, 16-man uh, story mode EC run. Yeah, that was really cool, because that was another op I'd never done before. And it was only... I had never finished it. I had gone up through the tanks before to do the weekly at level back in the day. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we did it on the M side. It was pretty smooth. No no real issues. Uh, it was a couple moments where it got a little touchy. But well, we were 16. Uh, but we were 16. We had like... Yeah, that's right. We had nine. I couldn't remember how many we had. But again, a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, we we lost our healer with <laughs> yeah. like uh, with the main boss left to go because he had to go to. He right. had to go. <laughs> what was it? His mom said he had to go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. There was a young guy with us, and I was teasing him because he actually did his homework. Man, I was stoked about that. He was a high school kid, and he's all, "Oh, I did my homework, so now I'm playing." I was like, "Dude, I teach high school. None of my students are doing their homework. Not a single one." But anyway. Good, good kid. All right, so let's get in. Let's get into the news uh, again. We'll always report our wog wog shenanigans, and we really appreciate our guild, and it's it's been a lot of fun. So thanks for for letting us tag along and and showing us the ropes. So here we go. Uh, dev tracker stuff. The major thing, uh, just like last week, they released the smuggler and imperial agent uh, changes coming with coffee and. So I'm just going to read a little blurb in the front and then something that carried over from my time with GGC because, you know, we don't normally dive into all this stuff. Right. But we had a little fun with this one thing, so I'll just kind of talk about this. So it says, uh, good afternoon and welcome to another Game Update 4.0 class change blog. Today we're covering the lethal and stealthy Imperial agents and smugglers. And I have a smuggler. And so uh, that's my pretty much my main um, besides my, well, it's kind of a split time main. But anyway. Um, so while they are already masters of deception and shadow, we wanted to reinforce the slipperiness of operatives and scoundrels. So we gave them a new ability, and this is the fun part, that allows them to more easily chase down or flee from their enemies depending on the situation. We wanted to increase the survivability of snipers and gunslingers, 
in order to make them a bit harder for their foes to take down in a fight. Their new ability reinforces the design intention by resetting the cooldowns of many powerful defensive abilities, allowing those abilities to be used twice in a row with little or no downtime between uses. So I'm going to read the two ability changes and that's the that's the reasoning behind it. Okay, okay you really caught my attention with the uh, the sniper thing because there are a couple of defensive abilities that literally you're looking at the cooldown timer and, and you're, you're like, like, oh my god, dude, oh my god, is oh my god. still a minute and a half away? <laughs> and I have a sniper on the M side. I love my sniper. Um, I never finished leveling my gunslinger, but um, I love my scoundrel. So here's what the scoundrels and operatives got, and then I'm gonna read what the sniper and the gunslingers got, and you tell me how this sounds. Okay. okay. So the operatives and scoundrels. New ability, Hollow Traverse slash Trick Move. Okay? Okay. It supercharges your stealth generator, quickly moving you to a friendly or enemy target and increasing your movement speed by 75% for 3 seconds. Does not break stealth, cannot be used against enemy target, cannot be used in enemy targets in cover, and has a 45 second cooldown and is off the global cooldown. (laughs) So it's basically a shadow step slash, you know, stabby nut kick maneuver okay because i love kicking people in the balls and that on my on my scoundrel so dirty kick that sounds amazing doesn't it yeah it sounds kind of op but we'll we'll let that go we'll see how it goes but i'm very excited about that i can't wait to shadow step someone and kick him in the nuts anyway (laughs) sniper gunslinger yes okay ready imperial preparation or or bag of tricks is what it's called okay it resets the active cooldown on evasive dodge countermeasures surrender um, shield probe slash defensive screen, cover pulse slash pulse detonator, entrench slash hucker down, and cover to escape slash hightail it. This ability has a base cooldown of three minutes and is off the global cooldown. So, just to clarify, scoundrels and operatives got a badass ninja move, and you get to reset cooldowns. <laughs> I mean, you wanted the cooldowns. You, you, were, you were intrigued a moment ago. I do. Um, <laughs> How much cooler is the other one, right? <laughs> well, as in coolness, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking more utility. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of cool to be able to do those twice in a row. That's a good point. Um, especially being off the global cooldown is a big deal. Yeah, especially like entrenched um, or hunker down mm-hmm. is cool. Especially when you're going up against those elites or whatever that are constantly pushing you back um now if they can only fix it so it works in pvp right because in pvp you can still get blown back even though you're in entrenched Mm -hmm. which is supposed to stop that um but you could just hit it again though with this this, yeah but then you have a three minute cooldown and that pretty much is the entire war zone by the way my scoundrel 45 second cooldown yeah i hate you um (laughs) The other cool thing is if I, I couldn't remember if the what the building name is, but the uh, the cool little yellow dome that you the, oh the um, where you put a shield over everybody yeah I think it's cover yeah, shield something like that I think that's one of them so that's cool that you can do that one twice in a row shield, is it defense screen maybe I think it's defense screen okay and then you have the shield uh, probe that mm-hmm. you can put which is cool to do that twice in a row. Um, and the, the defense screen already has a long cooldown, so it's kind of cool that you can do it twice in a row, especially in a an op or something like yeah, that. I think that that's can... the right ability. I'm not sure if that's the right, if that's the name of it. Yeah, but... I think so. It, but, you know, it's, you know which but, one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I got um, And it reminds me when we were doing um, EC and we were pulling right. along the uh, the one who was level 50. Oh, right. 
It kept dying. I forgot about that. It was. We had a level 50 with us in that run, and that poor guy. <laughs> yeah, but it's so funny, because anytime I put up the shield, yeah. I heard, ooh, yellow umbrella, yellow umbrella, and I was like... I kept throwing, I kept trying to throw my, my bubble shield on him and stuff, but it, eh, it's hard to keep a 50 alive in that, in that scenario. Yeah. Um, but the, the, so, so I'm excited that you yeah. the, 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 the can reset cooldowns. The three minutes seems a little excessive in relation to the 45 second mm-hmm. cooldown you have. Yeah, and and granted, the play style is completely different between the two. Yeah. And, and the joke when we were on the GGC was like, all we get is cooldowns, and you get a cool little shadow step. Thing, it doesn't so. also. It also doesn't say what the damage is on that. So Good if point. it doesn't do, I mean, if if the the cooldown ends up protecting you by much more damage than what well, you're giving. This thing, from what I'm reading, it doesn't do damage. It just moves you. It moves you from to an enemy or to. Uh, um, right, and then you can follow and it up then with you a can, stab or a dirty kick. Exactly. Or a, I imagine getting stabby stabby or punchy punchy, depending on right. if you're an operative or a scoundrel. So. I mean, I, I'm, I, again, I don't know what to expect, and I'm going to see how it plays out. I get excited about class changes because it's, it's a little variety. It is. I would actually find it more entertaining. I don't know how, I mean, just for gameplay-wise, I mean, whether ability-wise it's uh, viable or not. But if instead of having the 45-second 40 cooldown, you make it a minute-and-a-half cooldown, but you can do it two times in a row. Oh, so, therefore, you can jump in, stab, jump run out. away. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, actually, dude. That's a good idea. Anyway, we'll see how it plays out. I was excited about it. And, of course, it's the same standard. There's new passives, and they and they talk about all that. We have the link in the show notes. So um, we're not going to run through any more than that. I just thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, that was- Hidden enemies. So there's a link in the show notes. We missed it. Apparently, they put it on the hollow net part of the website. The blurbs for... They run down the stories for each of the characters. Right. So they've already done the knight and the... And the uh, warrior and they did the this set as well so we have the link in the show notes we already know what happens but if you don't want spoilers don't click on it but it's hidden enemies is what it's called and it runs through the storyline and we talked about this a, a ton last week right so they are putting those up along with these uh, the class changes so just a couple other little things and then we're pretty much out of here dude uh nico okar um there was a post uh titled nico okar people were asking questions of course so the question is so bioware another question at what level Will Nico Okar be available for new tunes? Say you start from scratch as a level 1, will he be available like HK directly from level 10 or like Treek? Um, must go, this is a great question. Nico Okar works a bit differently than the companions you are comparing him to. To avoid any spoilers, I don't want to say too much, but you recruit Nico Okar into your alliance in Knights of the Fallen Empire and have him as a companion thereafter. Yeah, so yeah, What you're... does that mean? Well, it means that you're not going to get them on the on the planet. I mean, I'm sure you, once you have them, you can take them back to the planets. Okay, I'm assuming. I don't know, but it's... I honestly don't know. But I'm but starting a new tune, I would obviously think that you can't do it until you get to until you the get content. that part in the story. Yeah. Huh. So he, which means you have to go through Rishi. You've got to go through Yavin. You got to go. through Do you Zod. know? We don't know that yet. We don't know if we have to run through all those things. We well, just... you, you know you've got to go through the Forged Alliances to get to Rishi. You know you've got to do Rishi True. to get to Yavin. You know you've got to do Yavin to get to Zyos. But if you have an instant level 60, or you have, have a tune at 60. They're that's asking true. if, if you, you have... start a 1. That's a good point. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, if you start at 60, yeah, you're going to get yeah. him as soon as it pops up in that storyline. Right. But if you start a 1, you're going to have to go through all that content, Maybe. which is fine. Yeah. But it's not like you can get to finish chapter three and go straight to coffee 
Um, you have to go... I'm assuming you're going to have to go through all the other content just like you did with Zyos. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like, if I have a... If I have a tune, and this is something we don't know yet, if I have a tune, finish chapter three, do I really have to go through... Makeb isn't really connected. No, Makeb you don't have to go through. Oracon, Neither is you Oricon, don't have to go through. But do I have to go through... Forged Alliances, Rishi, Yavin, and Zyos. Do I really? Because really... I'm just being put in Carbonite at some point. Right, but as far so as... So can I, know, I just start the Zyos storyline? I think I can just start the Zyos storyline. After no, because, my chapter because three. Because you're not even allowed to go to Zyos until you've finished the previous storyline. Until you've, you've beaten Revan. Spoiler. Mm. Yeah, well, we all know that by now. But, uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see how it pans out. I mean, obviously... I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. No, I mean... It doesn't. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. I don't really care right now. So, we don't know anything. And it works differently. So there we go. Conquest rewards. So there was another, there was a hiccup with conquest rewards again. This is not the first time this has happened. No. Well, I mean, since they're changing conquests, they're obviously going to be getting some bugs. Yeah. So um, basically the post is quick heads up about this week's conquest rewards. Um, they've run into an issue with granting them. So they're planning on giving, granting those during their maintenance on the 22nd, which is next week. Uh, and that's going to include uh, update 3.2.2. So, we haven't got patch notes for that yet. So, right. I'm curious to see what's coming with that. There's probably a bunch of bug fixes and stuff. But um, So, as part of this, they're going to bring transfer... Remember the last week we talked about character transfer being offline? So, as part of this, they're going to bring them back online within an hour or so of that post. So, they're already back up. Right. Uh, so, that happened. And then there was a, one more post, last thing here. Streamline leveling. We talked about this last week. We, there was some speculation. We kind of talked about it on GGC a little bit. But, uh, streamline leveling... People are asking questions like, what does this mean? Like, what are we really doing? Is it 12 times XP? Is it not? You know? And the another non-answer. Uh, these are good questions. We are working on a blog in which we will talk about streamline leveling, what streamline leveling means for Fallen Empire. My hope is to get it out sometime next week. And we can talk through unanswered questions then. So Yeah, I mean, honestly, it really doesn't matter. Because the people true. that are far enough along to answer, ask those questions mm -hmm. have done enough alts that... They're just kind of worrying about whether it's 12 XP. I don't, it, it's just, it's a naming thing. I think they, I mean, I don't, it's probably not going to be exactly 12 XP on a mission per mission basis, just right. like it's a blanket global thing right now. I think they're just going to get rid of it and they're increasing the experience you get on all the missions to make up for it, but they've got to do it on a mission to mission basis instead of a blanket. Yeah, and I think you're right, but I think, I, I think the issue with the people asking the questions is they want to know if it's worth, do they, like, for example, I have those two tunes that are in between, you know, 30 and, and 55. So do I power those through while 12 XP is here? Or will I have that same okay, opportunity? That when, is a good point to ask the question. Um, I honestly also think that because they've already steadfastly said that 12 XP is only for class missions. Yeah. By doing streamlined leveling, renaming it and doing something different good point. they might be able to add in heroics or yeah. certain side quests that are tied into story um stuff like that so there's certain things that they could add in totally do. maybe area quests or something like that all right well i mean unless you have anything else i think we're yeah, done I think we're done with sword sweet man what's that flash the losing is a flicker skill don't trap yourselves in i'm gonna make a jump to light speed
Okay, so welcome to the Star Wars section. So, here we go. Tonight, we're excited. We are excited. We're finally back to comics. So, we have three comics we're covering this week. Uh, Lando number two. Three. Just kidding. Lando number three. Shattered Empire number one. Yes. And Sorry, no, no, no. Journey to the... To Journey... Hold on. Let me get it so I can get the whole title. Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars Shattered Empire. Number one. <laughs> Got it? You know how, how Star Wars loves their subtitles. Oh my god. So a title within a title. Within and, a title. And within a title. And then of course we have uh, Darth Vader number nine. Yes. Which one do you want to start with? Let's go chronologically. Let's start with Lando. Alright. We'll start with Lando. So what'd you think overall? Uh, I, I thought it was really good. Um, we were talking about um, when we read Lando 2... And how talkative, one, uh, how talkative Lobot was. Lobot was. Yeah. And this makes sense if the implants start to take over, um, then it makes sense why he's so quiet in five. Mm. And by the way, spoilers. Yeah. I mean, spoilers. Always spoilers when it comes to the comics. Yeah, and, and Lando's a couple weeks old. Um, Shadow Empire's a week old. Vader just came out. So, I mean, look, we're going to get there. No, Vader's a week old, too. Those came out the same day. Got it. So, Lando. Right. So basically, what's going on is they try. They basically save Lant, Lobot, put him in a back to tank, or pull him away from the fight. And we have those twins. I mean, what are they? Are they? Are they Cathar? They almost look like Panthers. They look like I'm thinking they're a, an offshoot of Cathar. Uh-huh. Uh So the the twins are fighting the Imperial Guard, and that's pretty much all that we see. The ending was cool. Uh, yes. So I kind of want to talk about. I mean, where do we want to go with this? Really, there's not much going on except there was the fight. The twins win. Right. And then at the end, they realize... So, they pull away one of the helmets of the Imperial Guard. And um, and he's all force corrupted. And they said he's been corrupted in some way, right? And we know, we play enough Star Wars video games that, you know, you're close enough to dark side energy. Or you are part of the dark side long enough, it will corrupt you physically. Right. right? So we have to assume that's kind of what's going on. So this room is just full of Sith artifacts. And it was kind of cool that little that little nod to, you know, I used to be you a know, Jedi I, historian. I, yeah, I used well, to, a I, Jedi uh, academic. Exactly. So that was kind of cool. Um, and we're talking about the, uh, not Solston, what is his uh, Ugna. race? Ugna, that's it. So anyway, and that's, and it's kind of all. They yeah, realize well, it's the Emperor's ship, though. Yeah, it, it is. They realize it is the Emperor's ship. Mm-hmm. But what I love about it is, remember, this takes place between three and four, mm-hmm. right? And the the Ugnaught mentions that it's full of Sith artifacts, right? And Lando actually asks, "What's a Sith?" And it just dawned on me that, yeah, of course. I mean, it's revealed in three that Palpatine is a is a Sith, and he takes out Windu and and fights Yoda right. and everything. But, but why would Lando know that? Well, exactly. It just it dawned on me that, yeah, it's not widespread knowledge that he's a, a Sith Emperor. Exactly. He's just Emperor. Yeah, he's Emperor Palpatine. So he's like, Sith? What the hell are you talking about? So that was cool. And then, so there's this room full of Sith artifacts, and there's this helmet. What did you think of the helmet? There's this helmet on like a bit of a... It's on you know, a pedestal. Pedestal, yeah. I thought it was cool until the very... I mean, it was cool to begin with, but the very last panel is, oh, it's all valuable. And the light, the eyes start glowing. And he's basically saying, look, we run the money. We're good to go. We're set for life. And I don't know, you're in a room with some Sith artifacts and now there's a glowing eyes of a helmet. That's scary. 
So we'll kind of see how this pans out. I don't really want to start predicting, but I think we're right on the Lobot thing. Yes. Uh, for sure. I think that Lobot isn't going to recover from this, and we're going to see the Lobot that we see. Well, he's going to recover enough, because obviously in, in Empire, you see that he is not droid-like. He's he's You can right. see he has empathy, he has control, but he doesn't talk. No. So I think it just takes away mo- some motor function, some stuff like that. But I think he is well, part through, of his humanity too. Yeah, you know, part of his personality, I guess. Right, that's why he's so wooden in five. Right, but I think he gains back part of his humanness, but it's not right fully apparent. So yeah, I think I, I think we're right on that, and I don't know what what to make. I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, obviously, there's the bounty. Oh, we forgot about the bounty hunter. There's a bounty hunter who's going after. Um, and he's given Palpatine's personal ship. And I thought that was cool, too, because they said the ship that they were focusing on has the same signature as a neutron star. So basically, they're locked on to what could be a neutron star, which is one of the most gravity-intensive, dense. dense bodies in our, in our you know, in the universe. Right. Or this ship. So what does that mean about the ship? That's what intrigued me a lot because I'm like I love it astrophysics and crap like that. Powered or whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, but that's not the important part, I think. Okay. I think what's important is when the droid, who the protocol droid, who uh, Emperor sent with the bounty hunter, says, "Oh, you can find the information in databases." Oh yeah. Data. He <laughs> goes funny. summarize. And then when it comes back, you find out he chopped off the droid's He's head. The thing, yeah. right? Well, does not mirror the head in the chamber. And how this is his vessel of communication mm-hmm. for the bounty hunter. I'm thinking the helmet or head in the chamber. We we know some parts mm-hmm. in the EU that the Emperor was... I mean, we, we see this in the saga too. The Emperor is a fan of clones. Yeah. What if he cloned himself and, and changed mm. the head somehow? And he can see Maybe. what's happening in that vault. That was his way oh, of... that would be frightening. That's a good point. I, I don't really know. I think this head could be a couple of things. It could also be an ancient... It could be an ancient droid, but that's a little off too, you know? And maybe there's some mirroring the, the two beheaded yeah. droids. Um, maybe the two droids are linked, right? Because this droid seems a little ancient. Yeah. But why would it be in the middle of the room? It seems a little... Seems a little too... Yeah, it's curious. It definitely gets me wanting to read 4. Exactly. So, or issue 4. So, I mean, I, overall, I liked it. I thought the fight scene was cool. I I liked the intrigue. It definitely leaves you hanging. Yes. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. And this is only one more... Two more, right? Two more. So, you know, I have to imagine Palpatine gets a ship back somehow. Somehow. But, um, I don't know. Maybe Lando... Maybe Lando gets away with it, but I... I don't know, man. There's a lot of Sith artifacts and stuff on that ship. I just really don't think he's going to get away with it. But who knows? Who knows? All right. uh, On to Vader issue nine. So Vader nine. (laughs) Overall, I'm going to go ahead and start. Overall, I mean, I like the series. I think think it's still very... One of my favorite parts of this one was the conversation between Vader and his new handler. Yeah. Um... It was really neat to kind of see, like, they're almost getting along. They are, but you know, they they absolutely do not trust each other. Mm-hmm. Yet, they respect each other's intelligence. Right. Which is what I love. And I can't remember the dude's name, but his handler starts actually kind of saying, well, this is like you, right? But 
wait, you're you're being patient or something. Yeah. That's not like you. And so there's this, they're starting to kind of get to know each other. It's, uh, and they're on a mission together. So they're, so they go down this planet and they're trying to find this contact and the twins are there. Now, see, I didn't know why the twins were there. Different twins. Different twins? Yeah. These aren't the Cathar twins. No, no, no. Different twins. Yeah. Then, then Lando. Yeah. These are the twins that we saw early on in the yes. series that were part of that little squad. The training montage. Right, thing. right, right. Uh, so they're there and they're ticked off. And they're fighting and mowing people down. Yep. And Vader ends up choking this uh, uh, Nemordian. We were talking about it as a race that we wanted in the game. Black eyes, good hair. We thought that uh, Han's wife might have been that race. Nautilin. Nautilin. That's it. Okay, so he's he's choking this Nautilin, yes. right? And I, I love that they're, they're kind of interrogating him together. A little bit, uh-huh. and and it seems to go well for them. My favorite part, because I'm a little on the dark side here. My favorite part: they get the information they need. They're trying to find who they're trying to find. Um, they're the looking, dragon. They're trying to find the dragon, and then we don't, we still don't really know why they're looking for this person. Well, no, we're looking. Or do we? We do. They're looking for the dragon because the handler is tasked. Well, the handler and Vader are tasked to find out who stole the fortune off the ship. Oh, that's we right. know it's Vader. We know Vader. Well, Vader. we know Vader set it up, right? But they are going after, it and they think the dragon sold the weapons that were used to that's mimic right. the meteor shower. So, all of that said, my favorite part is they release the the um, Nautilin, and he <laughs> he goes over to the twins. They, they they say something I can't remember, and and they I don't you know it's one of those moments where it's like. Well, what do we do with them now? Yeah. And one of the twins just cuts them down. Yeah, what I love about it, though, is that you don't see... He he basically he chops, off, chops, off, chops off his head. You don't see the head go away. All you see are the squid tails that are normally on his chest are falling separate. Oh, man. And, you know, the body's falling back. It was a great shot. Um, so, overall, that's pretty much all that went on in this book. No, the one thing is the, the archaeologist that is working for Vader right, right. with the homicidal protocol droid triple Who's, zero who i think is my favorite who happens to love <laughs> hollow chess evidently <laughs> terrible and, at it <laughs> which he actually makes a point that he's terrible at it because he had to lose that skill to make room for the torture program right right which is important absolutely but you find out that they one of the things that they had sold off the ship was uh some sort of bartering thing right that they traded for information for a guy Right, and the 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 person that she's buying the information from says you could have gotten this from records or right. anything. She goes, but you're much faster and all this stuff and, and more discreet and more discreet. And you find out that the guy that they're searching for was, I guess, the royal uh, mortician on Naboo, who would have been the one who took care of Padme's funeral. Padme's funeral? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So here's the thing. Because you got to remember, the whole purpose... I was thinking Palpatine with Naboo. No. But I guess none of that matters. So yes, the whole whole point of the Vader run... That's right. ...is that Vader's trying to find Luke. Right. And... And he seems... How does it... So is he tracking down... He's tracking down where he was... I mean, he knows that he was on Tatooine. Mm. But he also knows that he's got to go back to where they were born. Well, all he knows about is Luke right now. Right. Because we haven't gotten to... to, uh, and he doesn't, and he never finds out about Leia, though. No, he does in six. In six, right? Well, yeah, at the end. But at this point, he doesn't know about 
Leia. Right. Um, so it'll be kind of curious to find out what information he does get from the mortician that he still doesn't find out about Leia. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm, that was intriguing. I did like, I was very curious about what race that person was that they were talking to. It looked like a skull. I was thinking it was... Um, like a skeleton man. Yeah, the race that Zalek Help. in Swotor is. Yeah, but it's not that, though, because their faces are very... Well, you don't see their faces because they're underneath the, the mask. But you know they're bone-like. That's a good point. It could be. I don't remember what the race is called now, for some reason. I seem to not be remembering things, but that's okay. Uh, should we get to the big one? Yes. Let's get to the big one. So, Shadowed Empire came out. Uh-huh. Okay. This book picks up literally before the Death Star blows up. Yeah, it's actually... it's It, it literally jumps in when they're still trying to take down the shield. And um, they're, the whole rebel fleet is basically just hanging out by the Death Star waiting for the shield to go down so they can commence their attack run. And what's really kind of neat about this, and I'm and I because I'm listening to the audiobook and I'm not hundred percent all the names yet of Aftermath, um there's a woman in the book, I'm fairly certain it's this woman here. Lieutenant Bay. Um, right. She is she is recalling moments where she's Going through the Death Star, she's one of the ones that peels off and yes. goes and 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 takes the ex the uh, Tie Fighters in a different direction. Right, right. Uh, during this battle, and she obviously survives. Um, she has very you know vivid memories of it, and um, it's it's really interesting. So okay, we, well, let, first of all, let's get this straight. She's in a uh, a wing, and is she in an A wing? So it looks like to me. A-wing. Okay. Um. Anyway, so she's in an A wing. And she's part of Green Squadron. Mm-hmm. She's Green Four, actually. And so after she peels off from the Falcon's attack run, um, and she destroys the Tie Fighters, um, she runs across an Imperial shuttle. Right. And she's about to attack it when a voice says, "That was a trip." Commander Skywalker. It's Skywalker. And we remember it was the Imperial shuttle that he was taking off with his father's body. Exactly. After Vader's he body. defeats Vader, he pulls him up into the shuttle as it's as things are blowing up. And right. Skywalker's and, so and she clears she, the way. For she him. clears the way and gets him to to Endor. Mm. Um, and then she lands and she is freaking out. She wants to get down to the planet Endor. It turns out that she is looking for somebody named Kess. Yes, who is part of the Pathfinders, who was the that was the ground crew, the elite squadron that was sent in with uh, Han, with Han and Leia yes. and Luke originally. To blow up the, the station on the right, planet. Right, to, to take down the, the shield. The shield. Um, we don't know if this is, you know, a boyfriend, a husband, brother, we don't know. Some love interest, we have to imagine, sort of. Right. The way she's reacting. Right, it's some, some sort of familial connection. Yeah. So, uh, she gets down there, and what's really cool is she starts going through the power on Endor. <laughs> and in all the panels, while she's searching for Kess, right. you're seeing scenes from the movie that people are partying. It's pretty cool. People are like, I'm hungry. I wish I could. I just want to eat. Oh, I I don't even know what this is. I'll have another. And but you're seriously seeing people from scenes that you saw in the movie. It's yeah, really it's cool. really cool. You see Han and Luke. Not Han. You see Han and Lando yes. talking to each other. Lando saying... Well, you know, and he's like, you're going to fix that. And, and, you know, I like that little banter back and forth. Right, because remember, remember, oh, and this totally, I don't know why I didn't think of this before. Remember Mm -hmm. when the trailer for Force Awakens came out and we're like, oh, look, the 
Falcon doesn't have a satellite dish. Why didn't I dawn on me nope. that during the attack run, he knocked the satellite dish off? But that's why it's square. He does have the satellite dish, but remember people were like, well, it's not the right, it's not a circle. It's a square in the in in the trailer, if I'm not mistaken. Are you sure? Because I know the exhaust ports are different. Mm. And I thought those were square. Anyways. Anyway, in 30 years, something has to change. On the exactly. Side. So basically he's saying, you know, we're going to have to replace that. Obviously right. they're talking about the, the satellite dish, whatever. But what I love is that Lando hits on this woman and... She finds out the Pathfinders are, are partying over in this hut. And so right. she goes over there. You find out it's her husband. And what's her husband's name? Now, this is the part. As I was reading, we read these together a second ago. You know, he read one, I read one, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of nice to have it fresh in our minds. So they meet up. And she walks into the tent looking for this guy. And the guy walks up and he says, maybe there's something in there that'll stop your, stop you flirting with my wife. And he throws a med pack at this guy to walk away. And he goes, yes, Sergeant Dameron, sir. Okay. And I flipped out right then. Because he said. I, I, I have to be honest. I did not catch the name. And he goes, Lieutenant Bay. She goes, Sergeant Dameron. Now, if you're, if you, if the name sounds familiar, it's because Poe Dameron is the X-Wing pilot we see in The Force Awakens trailer. So. Played by Oscar Isaac. Played by Oscar Isaac. So. In the in the subsequent panels, they uh you know they spend a night they spend a night together, and then he goes off to his I next like to mission. Call it, I like to call it Lando style. Lando style. Then he leaves. She goes on, and then you know basically what happens next. Han comes in, says we have a mission. Let's go. There's another holdout of uh, stormtroopers. We got to get over there, and so they start this fight, and then that's kind of what where we're at at the end here. Right. Um, we don't know what happens to him. We don't really know. No, but I think that the 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 story itself really isn't important. Right. I mean, the, the, the key takeaways is the, that it's, what I like about this is that it was told from a point of view that wasn't one of the, the mains. Right. The second thing is, is they're obviously linking it to the saga. Right. I mean, like to the, to the, to the new to episode movie. seven. Yeah. yeah. And I like that. So this is going to be a good run. And, and, you know, I love when we, you know, cause we know this, episode seven happens so much later but the fact that we're getting the parents of one of the characters so we get to know well what what is it about him that he takes from his parents and we're getting it from a comic book and i'm pretty excited about that yeah and I, the last little comment on here is i love the cover yeah the main cover nice. here because basically it's like and actually the first thing i thought about was jesse because every time we're done with an op yeah it's time for a photo time for a photo, photo so we all pose yep. and take a picture this looks like everybody at the party just posed and take a picture because you see Han in his vest, you see Leia with her long hair, you see uh, um, Wicked in the front, mm. you see uh, Luke with his his black outfit with the folded down um, collar and everything. So it's really yeah. kind of cool. But they're all posing for the viewer here, which is right. really cool. <laughs> so I'm I cannot wait till the next one of this. I I'm very intrigued to see where they're going to go with it. Um, and this again just gives us get us more excited for the movie. Yes. So, um, so all right. So let's let's start wrapping oh, up. One Star last thing: Wars, uh, we right? had a question last week, yep, or two weeks ago, when we were talking about Lando, and we were talking about um, that we were going to be talking about Lando three, and we knew Chewbacca was coming out. And right, we weren't right. sure whether it was going to be October, November. We were debating, but we know now in uh, the I believe it was the Shattered Empire one. There was an ad, and it actually said Chewbacca is coming out in October. Right, and so we're getting. Chewbacca 
And what was the other ad in there? There's something else that's happening. Galaxy. Oh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, which is which I'm looking forward to. I'm still reading the Groot, the Groot ones, which are good. We'll talk about more of those next week. All right, man. So let's wrap up Star Wars by talking about Star Wars Uprising. We've yes. both been playing the game. Um, I don't know. Chinook started a, a cartel, which is the uh, equivalent of an alliance yes. in the game. And he, uh, I think, very... Um, Astutely. Astutely called it a uh, frosty beverage, yes, which I think is very important. Very important. And uh, so, so far, what do you think? Uh, I think it's fun. I, I think the the story is kind of mirroring what we're going to... I'm guessing we're going to be getting in Shattered Empire and Aftermath, but from the Imperial point of view. Yeah. Even if you play a Republic sympathizer, obviously, like I'm playing a, a, a smuggler. Yeah. Right? A Twi'lek smuggler. I was um, Twi'lek too. Who I named Lita Tilwek. Okay. Con- continue. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I like the, the style of the, the story. The way that the story is developed in the, the overall mechanics are very SWOTOR. And the graphics are really good. The graphics are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so it's very mission oriented. Go and get a mission uh, yeah. person do the mission they have dailies they've got the guild so you can tell that those people that came from bioware yeah that went to um right i'm drawing a blank on the company that's making kaboom this. kaboom or kabam kaboom kaboom uh the ones that left and went there obviously brought in for sure those sort of things um the gameplay itself is fun um very simple yeah it's very simple i mean it's basically tap tap and shoot and stuff <laughs> like that um, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm sure it'd be different if we were playing a saber wielding character, which I didn't even I don't even know if they offered that. I don't think it's an option in the beginning, at least because it wouldn't because right. Order sixty six killed all the Jedi. Right. Anyway, so um, so that's an interesting sort of concept, and that kind of leads you almost into Rogue One and mm-hmm. the fact that it's not based around Force. Right. Um, so I'm kind of enjoying it. The, the gameplay is kind of cool. What I like is that you can step away from it for a couple of days and you're not, I mean, you're missing dailies, but but you're not missing. And that, and I think that's kind of my thing with it. I don't feel, I like it just fine. I don't feel the pressure to log in every day, complete missions because it's not structured in that way. I think there are elements that are like you could run the. You know, there's the crew missions yeah. and stuff like that. But my thing is, like with Marvel Puzzle Quest, which segue, we'll kind of talk about that too. Um, I I feel super compelled because I'm invested in the game and I and I log in every day. I make sure I do. There's time the, the, commitments. They're time sensitive. Time and, sensitive. And it's like, and with what they've just recently implemented in Marvel Puzzle Quest, which we'll talk about, I'm even more compelled. And so I'm having a hard time. Uprising isn't pulling me away from that. Right. Right. I will say that the one thing I do like about it is with the gear, right? Mm-hmm. One of the prizes you get in completing missions are materials, right? Gems or whatnot. And instead of absolutely having to replace your gear, you can level up and alter your gear using the materials you get. Which is cool. Which is kind of cool, right? Um, now, the one thing is, is I still haven't found a way to sell your excess gear. Yeah, I I, 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 you're in a cantina on. You're actually in the Mos. I think it's Mos Eisley. Can- no, no, no. You're in a different cantina. No, it's not a different. Point. Um, but 
like I tried going up to the bartender and mm. you can't interact with them. Mm. So, um, which, you know, normally wouldn't be a huge issue, but again, you're limited in cargo and I'm starting to get duplicates of gear. Right. So I'm not sure. And I, and I also saw that your inventory is limited. So eventually that's going to come into play. It's going to come into play. So I don't know. We'll, we'll play more. We'll report back next week. See how we feel about it. I, I think the story's fun. Uh-huh. Uh, the gameplay's okay. But honestly, it's not pulling me from Marvel Puzzle Quest. So I want to kind of talk about what changed in Marvel Puzzle Quest here. Big news happened this last week. Yeah, before we get into the last section of our show here. So Marvel Puzzle Quest, join our alliance if if you are so inclined. I mean, definitely check it out. It's a fun game. The alliance but, is called Griggs Boys, by the way. G-R-I-G-G-S-B-O-Y-S. Indeed. So we had a new a new level. A new level of of, uh, of cover. Yeah, char- character levels so far have been one through four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember back to when I went to Phoenix Comic Con and I spoke with the producer of the game, um, and I asked him specifically about five-star characters, and he said they would be um, galaxy-oriented and world-beating um, Yeah, like characters. big boys. Mm-hmm. Right, so we were talking about the idea of maybe Thanos or Ultron or Galacticus and right. whatnot. And so they announced their first five-star character this week, and it is... Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, which really is is in that vein. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And they... In, in, impossible to get. Impossible to get. <laughs> the They also which introduced sucks, a new level of it. token called the Legendary Token, which is above Heroic. Which I keep dangling at me, man. Like, they do. What I what what I like about those, I'm sure it was planned the entire time, but when it first started, the only way you could get it was in a drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but now it's changed with the when they uh, added the Deadpool daily a few months ago. Um, you were able to earn uh, two star tokens to trade in the vault, but then if you beat the entire daily, you got a guaranteed three star character, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, and now. They've added a new fight in that called the Legendary Fight. Oh, my God. And you're guaranteed to get a Legendary Token, which means you're guaranteed to get a four-star. But the way the fight works is, you just like the the three-star fight in the daily, you have to have that specific four-star character already to do the fight. Well, you have, to have the, you have to have the specific character. Right. But also, who you're fighting... Yes. ...is... A maxed-out like, level four-star. So A beast. Yeah. So, for example, today was the first fight that I noticed. I didn't notice it yesterday, so it no, might have been today the first. it was brand new, I think. Okay, so the required character was X-Men, or the X-Force Wolverine. Wolverine. Which, of course, I had a different Wolverine. Right. And I have this one, and it happens to be my my most leveled-up four-star. Oh, nice. You I have a chance, at, dude. I had him at 188, level 188. The max level is 270. But you're playing against like a 240 level Cyclops. And so <laughs> I put on as many boosts as I could. Right. And I've tried fighting him three times. And I get him down about 25%. So he's at 75% power. Um, but then all of a sudden, and I keep trying to match as many reds as possible because that's what gives him his big thing. Right. But then all of a sudden he can Does do he his thing one-shotted. Oh, and even though I had like 9,000 health, I'm dead. Eek. So, I need a legendary token, and I'm not going to get one, ever. Uh, <laughs> I could get really lucky, and in the Deadpool vault, uh, one of the four-star things did change to one. I even used 200 of my coins, because I was desperate, and I was like, I want to get one. 
And I used 200 to get one and got some, you know, another uh, Thor cover. But anyway, the point is, is that's a big significant change in the game. So we'll see as I'm, you know, as the months go on, maybe I'll get one. But, uh, but I think it's cool. It's something, again, something that's keeping me logging in every day because yeah, it's it, intriguing it, it, enough. It, 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 again, it is just going back to the way the Deadpool Daily was, was that it was really hard to get the three stars to begin with because you, your three stars right. weren't leveled up. Right. But because you were guaranteed to get a three star you already had, you were able to level up your characters. Exactly. So that first time you beat the Deadpool legendary fight, um, you're going to be able to get a four star you have, which means you're going to be able to level up your four stars quicker than just getting them in loot drops. Right. So I, I think eventually it'll do better, but it's just, we'll it's going to be hard to win those first few times. All right, man. Well, I think that's enough yes. of that, of these shenanigans. Let's, uh, see, see what I did there? Shenanigans. Right, so let's, let's move over to our last section, man. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Let's just do it. We have we have some stuff in here, and uh, so pop culture. Yeah, Let's not a lot of pop culture news this week. Um, so I, I just have a couple of pieces of news. Um, my first one is that Marvel made their official announcement with Netflix of the release date and their first trailer for Jessica Jones. It's going to be exciting. It is, and the trailer looks phenomenal. I, I was telling Marshall when we watched it that it kind of looks like a cross between a Doctor Who trailer and... And a Orphan Black trailer. Oh, for sure. It looked cool. It, it does cool. look cool. You actually don't see much. There's nothing. Um, it's all music and... Colors. Colors and everything. It's really cool. I mean, you see scenes and stuff, which is very cool. Um, but what I love is the tagline is, um, it's time the world knew her name. Nice. Because, you know, of the four characters that they're really pushing with this new Netflix run of Daredevil, Iron Fist... Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is obviously the one that's the least well known by the casual fan. And I think it makes more sense to go with her next. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you were watching Daredevil, going into Jessica Jones, I think it's important mostly because, I mean, uh, another female superhero that we're going to get in this, you know, in the vein of like uh, Agent Carter. Right. And the two things I like most about it is that um, they they really set the bar high with their villains with the Kingpin being played by Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil. Oh my god, he was so good. The villain in Jessica Jones is going to be Purple Man, um, who originally served as a Daredevil villain, but they cast the incredible David Tennant as the villain in in this. See, the wife doesn't even know that yet. I haven't even told her that. That's going to be phenomenal, because... Tenant's great. Yeah, we're big and Doctor like, well, Who Tenet fans. Well, was the Doctor Who, you know, the villain. I'm like, dude, he played Barty Crouch Jr. in Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we've seen him as a villain before. He's so he's such a good actor. He man. is a great actor. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Kristen Ritter is playing Jessica Jones, and if you don't know the name, uh, you might have seen the short run show that was, I think, on ABC called "Don't Trust the Bee" in Apartment 23. Why does that sound familiar? It was really kind of oh, funny. Oh, I, I, yeah, She yeah, was a real, uh-huh. a, a bitch. Yeah, and, totally. Um, and it was her, and her friend in the show was actually James Vanderbeek. Oh, playing himself. That's right. That's, that's, um, that didn't last long. No, but it was pretty darn <laughs> funny. You can catch it on Netflix. Yeah. My favorite thing about that was when James Vanderbeek was asked to be on Dancing with the Stars. Vanderbeek's awesome. And they were arguing because square footage of the rooms were different. It was really funny. <laughs> so Kristen Ritter's great. She's really funny. And so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what she pulls to this character. Um, so that's cool. 
So that's the first bit of news. Watch the trailer. We put a, a link to the trailer in the show notes. Cool. A little bit of casting news. And actually, I'm going to bring up one that, that um, I didn't uh, actually put in our outline, but I'm going to bring it up really quick. Because last week I mentioned the new movie LBJ. Right. Okay. I talked yeah. about casting. Well, they, yeah. they announced a, another casting this week, and it is, um, I'm drawing a blank on his first name. Okay. But his last name is Donovan, and he was in Burn Notice. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. he's been cast as JFK. Oh, nice. And LBJ. So I think nice. it's a good casting, and we'll we'll pull it off. It, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm getting more and more excited about LBJ. Nice. Uh, other bit of casting news is we all know the the Planet of the Apes series has been doing really well. Andy mm-hmm. Serkis as Caesar has been great. The new movie that they're filming is War for the Planet of the Apes, and they just cast the villain. It's going to be Woody Harrelson. I love Woody. Woody is great. Um, I You don't normally see him as a villain. Not normally, but I know he can do it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it'll be kind of cool to see what he does with that. Um, let's do a little bit of your news. So what, what do you have for this week? Cool, man. I got a couple things. Uh, let's see. So we got a first look at Hawkman and Hawkgirl in DC's Legend of Tomorrow, which we brought up every week for the last few weeks. Yes. And um, the images are cool. We have a link in the show notes. Um, you had some comment about the mask. Yeah, uh, I saw the mask Hawk, for uh, Hawkman. Hawkman and it <clears throat> reminded me of Wolverine's mask in the comics. Kind of does. Um, but it looks cool, you know, a little, very much modern, you know, the leather yeah. and, you know, dark, it's like darkish reddish and black, which I think it looks cool. Brief announcement for New York Comic Con, which we talked about last week in the Sotor section because we know the Cantina is going there. And how we want to be there next and, year. And how we would like to be there next year. But the X-Files is going to premiere at New York Comic Con. So now I want to be there this and year. And now we really <laughs> need to be there this year, but we're not going to be. No. Um, but so this is interesting though, because 20th Century Fox, I'm just going to read this. And Fox Broadcasting Company will debut the first episode of the eagerly anticipated The X-Files event series on Tuesday, October 6th in a world world premiere TV screening at MIPCOM in Cannes, France. Okay? The episode, the first in the sixth, the first in the sixth episode event series is entitled My Struggle and will be unveiled by series creator and executive producer Chris Carter and the Grand Auditorium, at the Grand Auditorium of the Palais D Festivals. Okay, so I've said all that wrong, but that's okay. What's important about this is after France, on Saturday, October 10th, Fox brings the episode to the main stage of the Jav, uh, is it Javist Center? Javist Center? Javist Center. Sold out fan event, New York Comic Con. Okay, that's its, U- that's its U.S. premiere, and it's followed by a Q&A with Carter, which is going to be sick. Very cool. And uh, the episode's writer, director, and the series, and of course, series star David Duchovny will be there as well. Very cool. So, okay, the thing that jumps out at me in this announcement mm-hmm. is the title of the episode. Okay, um, which I is, thought you might have a comment about that, which is called "My Struggle." Now, what really gets me is those of you who watched X Files back in the day. There's a huge tie-in with Nazis. Yeah, right with Paperclip and um, Operation Paperclip and. I'm drawing a blank on the other names. But anyways, it basically ties in the Nazi scientists were doing, were trying to do breeding, or not breeding, but uh, cross mutations with aliens and human, right? right? Hybrids, making hybrids. Well, my struggle in German is Mein Kampf, which is the book that Hitler right. wrote when he was in jail. Ah, good pull. So okay. Okay. I don't know if that's just a reference or if they're going to start tying it in or what's going on. But I'm that in. that was the first thing that jumped to my mind. Cool. All right. And that's why I have him on the show. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other thing I want to bring up 
is that Doctor Who's coming back. Mm-hmm. And that is this coming Saturday, the 19th, marks the return of Doctor Who with series, uh, the Series 9 premiere. And if you're not, if you're not a Whovian, that's fine. Um, I was a big tenant guy, as we uh-huh. talked about. I'm fine with, uh, uh, his name just flew out of my head. Um, Peter Capaldi. I'm fine with Capaldi, but it's not doing it for me like it, you know, Tenet did and Matt Smith. But I still love the series and I'm still going to watch it. So the wife and I, we watch them all. Um, so Doctor Who, they're, they're, they're starting tomorrow. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Starting tomorrow, they're going to do a kickoff event. Okay, so the six it was sixteen episodes from seasons two through seven, and the Doctor's finest uh, airings of Deep Breath, a full season of eight marathon overnight on the eighteenth, and again starting at seven a.m. followed by premiere of the new season. Excuse me, on the nineteenth. So they're gonna do a bunch of their most awesome episodes, and I think I'm actually thinking the wife and I were just talking about this. Actually, I think we might just record them, or you know record all of these and watch them as kind of a lead up to it because i you know we've watched them all and i just love these okay i'm actually behind yeah um i i i'm sorry I to say that i'm still only on the second episode of season seven uh, so i haven't even right, watched so the, the podcast's over so i haven't even watched day of the doctor night of the doctor so this is marshall signing off um <laughs> this will be the last episode of the usual podcast um i learned something about my partner tonight that is unforgivable I thought I already walked out earlier in this podcast. Yeah, you did once. So that was my turn. I quit. Yeah. I'm back. How many times so. did you quit? So, <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. It just means it's time for me to catch up. Yeah. No, and I, I love Doctor Who. I love the stories. I love the Doctor. I love the idea of it. Um, I love its campiness sometimes. I love its wit and humor. And it's 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 going to be fun. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, all right. So that aside, do you want me to keep going with this other stuff? Yeah, and you want to go back your, to this? No, stuff? go with all your news. These next few things are tied, and they're Deadpool-related. Deadpool is awesome. The trailer is amazing. Watch the Red Band trailer, uh, for sure. Yes. Don't watch the, the other one. It's ridiculous. No, watch the Red Band. Yeah, so watch that one. We'll wait. Are you back? Okay, now that you've watched that trailer, we talked about Fantastic Four. They already announced a sequel. It's not doing so hot in the movie theater. No. So there's this kind of... Uh, rumor going around that Fantastic Four 2 might be dropped for Deadpool 2. There's obviously issues with this. Right. Deadpool's coming out soonish, right? Uh, we've got six months, seven months. Something like that. Uh, something like that. Uh, so to turn around and do a sequel now might be a little bit of a stretch. So that's pretty much the ma- major problem is that they're saying it'd be too quick to turn around a sequel. But leading into my next story... Uh, Deadpool sequel almost in the works. Uh, there's a rough cut. Yeah, Simon Kimberg. Uh, there's a video I linked to in the show notes. He does a little quick interview with uh, Collider, <laughs> and he saw a rough cut of Deadpool. And you know the interview. The interviewer says, "Look, is it as good as as, as the trailer?" And he's like, "Look, if you're a Deadpool fan, yes, the, the, the movie's amazing. They apparently did it very pretty much pretty low budget, uh, and it's." Definitely warrants a sequel. And there's even a little rumor around the fact that they might bring Cable in for the sequel. So, I don't know how much of this is true or not, but I would much rather see a Deadpool 2 trailer than yet another Fantastic uh, Four movie. Knowing, knowing that I'm going to love the Deadpool movie. I already know I'm going to love the Deadpool movie. Yeah, I think Deadpool is going to be huge. It's a much narrower audience that it's going to reach than Fantastic Four would. Right. 
Um, which is fine because the audience that it is going to reach is going to be massive and loyal. Right. Um, as long as it is as good as they say it is. But with Fantastic Four, ultimately, I think Fantastic Four is a much more valuable property overall. Sure. So, I mean, there's no getting way around it. Fox is going to make another Fantastic Four just because they don't want to lose it back to Marvel. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's a good point. And I think, and we're still going to get a Deadpool sequel, so yeah. it is so what it is. It, they're both going to get made eventually. It's just yeah. what is in what order. Yeah. And I think it would make sense for them to do a Deadpool movie first. Um, Come back later with the fan- right, once so let, the once this Fantastic Four debacle kind of exactly it goes it, away. It don't necessarily do another reboot, yeah, because the the actors that you cast were young enough to begin with, sure, sure, um, and you could still follow along into the ultimate storyline, which is kind of where they were going anyway. So right. I think it's all right, um, especially since you're going to get more buzz. With, uh, for example, like when uh, Avengers came out, Jeremy Renner was starting to become a bigger star, but um, now he's born in, oh, sure. in the Bourne movie. He's in the Mission Impossible movies. He's a mega star now. Segway. Segway. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But um, it's the same sort of thing with Michael B. Jordan, who played Human Torch in the mm-hmm. most recent Fantastic Four. And this is a segue to one of my trailers I'm going to talk about in real reviews, is that he's playing Apollo Creed's son in the new creed movie right um so we'll get to that so you know as long as it's done well which it looks like from the trailer his stock is going up for sure so and quick humorous segue yeah um speaking of born uh there was something i saw on comicbooknews.com i just thought was funny uh matt damon thinks born would kick the s-h-i-t out of batman right this this is kind of did you see this I, I didn't actually read the article, but it's in conjunction with the first uh, um, production still came out from the new Bourne movie because they're filming now. And of right. course, it's Matt Damon as Bourne. Topless. Let me guess he's shirtless. Yeah, he's shirtless. Nice. And uh, he looks like a badass. Yeah, he looks amazing. So um, They wanted me to body double, but I decided um, I wouldn't do that. Not a thing. Okay, no. moving on. That's not so, uh, so this is funny. So while attending the recent Toronto Film Festival... Uh, EO Online caught up with Matt Damon, who just began filming the fifth Bourne movie. Uh, <laughs> we all know they're friends. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, they, they take jabs at each other sometimes. For example, if you've seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I love that. Why don't you be quiet, Bounce Boy? <laughs> hey, don't you need to go make another Reindeer Games? <laughs> so somebody asked Damon uh, about Bourne taking on the new Dark Knight. And he says, Jason Bourne would kick the... You know what, out of Batman, absolutely, Damon said with a big smile. Batman's got to take on Superman first. If he could beat him, then he could take on Jason Bourne, <laughs> which is awesome. It's going to be a good old Southie fight. I mean, that's just so funny. Anyway, so Damon asked if he had heard Affleck's Batman voice, and he says, I haven't been like, come on, dude, just do it once. Um, I haven't asked him to talk Batman yet, but now maybe I will. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, what's this other part? Oh, he goes, perhaps one day... We'll get to see Matt Damon and Ben Affleck paired together on the big screen for a DC movie. However, Damon seems to insinuate it isn't happening anytime soon. And so Damon says, I think they're kind of out of superheroes. <laughs> Ben's going to be like the sixth or seventh Batman. So I think there's, I don't think there's really any left. He's out, So I'm good. Jason Bourne is my superhero. So, which is, and Bourne's badass, dude. Bourne I love, badass. I love Bourne. So I thought that was just kind of fun to throw in just, just to, cause I, I love those guys. All right. So back to, back to you. Um, yeah, so, uh, 
again, like I said last week with real reviews, is I'm kind of ignoring this the cinema right now and focusing on trailers. Um, I don't really have a theme for this week. I just picked four that I thought looked really good. Um, the first one is The Program. And no, this is not the old Touchstone movie about high school, college doping. Oh, yeah. Which I actually liked. But interestingly enough, it is about doping. This is a <laughs> biopic about uh, Lance Armstrong. And obviously not authorized by Lance Armstrong. But Ben Foster looks phenomenal in uh, as, as Lance Armstrong. And it looks really good. Cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, it looks like it comes out middle of October. Um, I, am, I, I like young adult apocalyptic movies. And so I like the Divergent series. Okay. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's not Hunger Games. It's not. Yeah. You know, I never read the books though. So right. Um, I just saw the movies. Right. So the next one coming out is Allegiant, and uh, it the first teaser trailer just came out and it looks decent. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for it. Cool. Um, the second, my second favorite trailer of the week is Creed, which I already talked about. Michael B. Jordan playing yeah, Carl Weathers, cool. uh, Apollo Creed's son. And Rocky is much older. Basically, all of Rocky's families died. You know, in the last Rocky movie, he had already lost Adrian. Right. Polly's now dead. Wow. Um, so, basically, he just has Creed Jr. And um, not Jr. because I don't think his name is Apollo. But my favorite thing about the trailer is in the fight at the end, you actually see him wearing the Stars and Stripes boxers. Oh, really? That Creed was wearing when Creed died. Oh, that's And cool. that... Rocky War when he beat Ivan Drago. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking forward to this. And what I really like is there's, a, um, you know, uh, Stallone, it, who does not get as enough credit as a filmmaker as he should. Because, yeah, he does create total dreck like The Expendables. Sure. But you got to remember, he wrote Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. He wrote Rocky. Right. He won an Oscar for writing Rocky. He... Directed Rocky Balboa, right? So he's, I mean, he he does have some talent, right? Sure. But, unlike George Lucas, he stepped back. And yeah. this one is actually being directed <laughs> by the guy who directed Fruitvale Station. Which is a great movie about the killing that happened at the uh, Oakland uh, Fruitvale Station uh, Metro, or BART Station. Oh, okay. Um, yep, yep. So, really good movie. I like the director. So, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. The most incredible trailer of the week. Yeah, I actually saw this one. Hands down, <laughs> is the new uh, live action Jungle Book. Um, you know, it's being put out by Disney, obviously, because they own the rights to Jungle. Well, they own this version of Jungle Book. Yeah. Um, which is actually a, a an open property, but um, they are very much making it a little bit darker, like Pirates. Um, and it's being directed by John Favreau. And it looks incredible. The thing that kills me about this is I didn't know what to expect. When I heard this movie was going to be made, I'm like, I love John Favreau. I'm thinking, uh, The Jungle Book's great. I love the movie. The music's right. wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderfully animated film. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, what's John Favreau going to do? Is he going to have a bunch of real animals dancing around, CG animals dancing around? Like, what is he going to do? Like, is, is it going to be a musical? I mean... I feel like it has to be a musical. I think, just like with Iron Man, he's gonna do something amazing. I mean, there were these all these touches of like 
the music without the music. And you just lines cues. from the, yeah, cues. And, and at the end, I mean, one of the more powerful moments I feel like in the trailer is at the end. It's not even powerful in that it's like, oh my God, I'm so like touched. But it's more like, this is what he's going to do. You see uh, Mogwi, Mogwi? Is it Mogwai? Mogwai. Mogwai. Floating on the belly of Baloo down the river, right? But it's, an, a, it's a real It's gorilla. a real, real bear. A bear, sorry. Bear, a bear. Real, I was like, I'm not tripping, right? A real bear, but there's like this whistle in the air of the um, Bear Necessity song. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? My favorite part about the trailer, though, yeah. is the whole narration, yeah. right, is being done by... Cop. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Who's being voiced by Scarlett Johansson. But one of my favorite parts of the Age of Ultron trailer was James Spader right. saying, I've got no strings. And in the background, you heard the cue music from I've oh, got yeah. no strings from Pinocchio. Um, well, in this. Which is creepy as hell. Exactly. In <laughs> this, it's the creepy cue music for Cause signature song from the movie, Trust right. in Me. Right. Which is very jazzy-ish and slow jazz, but not scary. Right. This is done creepy with Scarlett Johansson saying, trust in me. Super creepy and awesome. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah. Because what, well, we, we talk about this almost every time we talk about cross synergy stuff with the new Disney. Right. Is that they are taking the best parts of Marvel, the best parts of Disney, and the best part of Lucasfilm. And putting it all together. Smashing it together. Because you know that a lot of stuff was done by IOM. Oh, yeah. You know Skywalker Sound is involved. Okay, Favreau from Marvel, who also has a Disney history with Miramax when he did right. Swingers. Right, Swingers. Um, brings in what Disney is best at, at hitting little touchstones from your childhood that make you connect with new product. Right. And by doing... I've got new strings by doing trust in me by doing bare necessities yeah. in a different way still makes you go. I'm hooked. Yeah. And I'm in, I'm in. I, I couldn't be more in on the jungle book after this trailer. I mean, there's like a bunch of monkeys climbing a mountain and there's a giant monkey. And I'm guessing that's King Louie. Yeah. As a, as like a King Kong size. Well, he's like, no, he's, he's just like in the movie. He's an orangutan. Right. But, but the other ones are little monkeys. They may, right. Right. But they actually make him look like a large orangutan like you see in right. Planet of the Apes. Or... Well, that's what I'm saying because there's that scene where, you know, the little boy comes flying out of there and there's this giant hand coming out towards... I mean, I don't know. This is this had me very excited and I and I cannot wait. When are we getting this? Not till next year, huh? Spring uh, I mean, next spring, year? Spring. Yeah. Okay. And what I love is, um, you know, you've got Shere Khan. Right. Right. Um and there is a fight that you see between the tiger and the and the panther, and the panther mm -hmm. or puma, depending on yeah, where it is whatever. in the world. Beautiful, yeah. Just the it's shots. Really well done. Favreau's is knocking this out. Of I the mean, park. look. I mean, we have nothing but good things to say about the first Iron Man movie. We know Favreau's the man. It booted I, Marvel. Yeah, and I and I can't wait for this. So anyway, that's I mean more of that. Yeah, and I mean as you can tell, I am. I'm getting excited about this because this is what really what my degree was about was the history of pop culture and 
cultural importance of this stuff. Exactly. And Disney, and, Lucas, and Marvel do it right. And this is what we were talking about with uh, Star Wars coming back, too. We have so many generations invested on so many different levels, right? You know, you have the kids who've only... You know, we've talked about this, but kids that are just in it for... Because they've seen Clone Wars. Or the kids, the people who were just there uh, for the prequels. And the ones who got in it for Rebels, like my kids. I mean, uh-huh. really, it's Rebels and the original trilogy as of right now. Right. And they've only, you know... And that's it. And they've... I mean, it's a big deal. And yeah. It's, and they're, they're managing when they come back. And I can't imagine... And I know... I know for a fact that when we get episode seven, we're going to get homage after homage of their, like, just all these little tidbits from yeah. everything else. Well, and it's, I mean, it's just like, and there, there's no mistake. I mean, it's it's no accident that one of Disney's marquee production companies is Touchstone. Right. You know, they did, from Roger Rabbit, they did Splash, they did Cocktail. Yeah. You know, they did all these big movies in the 80s and 90s. Um, but they are perfect the touchstones. And we were talking about Shattered Empire earlier and they were at the party on Endor. Right. And we were saying that Lieutenant Bay was walking through the party and we kept hearing snippets of conversations right. that were from the movie. That's, that's no cool. mistake. Those that's are the touchstones purpose. that bring you back into the way you felt when you saw the original movie. Well, I'm excited, man. I think uh I think we're out. We are. And so Great way uh, to end the show. I, I, I'm I'm with you, dude. I'm excited about this stuff. Uh, I think we've really touched on all the things. Too cheesy? I'm moving on. All right, so thanks again. Bad touch. Bad touch. <laughs> Bad touching. Thanks for tuning into The Usual Podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and of course, Swotor Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will's at IMO Griggs iTunes, Stitch Radio, find us there. Share us on other social medias. We love that. We We're do. excited. More ratings. More stars. All five More patrons. Stars. More patrons. Yeah, that too. So, uh, you can donate on our website. Be a patron. Buck a couple bucks an episode. We would love that. Get a free book. Try one of the wide array of Star Wars novels out there now. That are all canon. Even Star Wars Uprising is canon. Yep. I forgot to mention that. But we're moving on. So thanks again. Unless you have anything else, sir. No, I'm done. I'm done too. We'll see you all next week.